Hey everyone, welcome to Spawn Camp. Every week we get together with friends and professionals and chat about all the things that we enjoy, especially media that is set apart by its positivity. This week I'm joined by my lovely wife, Jessica. Hello. And I am your recently absent host, Tony, but I am back to give you guys some updates and chat with you a little bit about what Jess and I have been getting up to, because there's been a few things we've been tackling, and... Yeah, I mean, that kind of ties into the what we've been doing is sort of the episode topic kind of thing. So there's not really a need for me to be like, what have you been getting up to? Because <laughs> honestly, it's usually the same thing I've been getting up to. Usually. But yeah, is there anything you want to you bring up first? Um, well, we've had lots of time off recently, which has been nice. Um, we both realized that we had a lot of annual leave remaining for the end of the year. So we've had this whole week off, which has been a treat, and we've been binging lots of things, which has been fun. So what have we been binging? What? Grey's Anatomy. I've been binging Grey's Anatomy, but that doesn't... We won't talk about that. We Jess know what been, it is. Jess has been binging Grey's Anatomy. We've both together kind of been binging Love is Blind. Oh, yeah. Um, I've been binging Modern Warfare 2, much to Jess's chagrin. I don't care. Live your life. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I, I, get, I get so You play worried. Modern Warfare, I watch Grey's Anatomy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's one of those things that's hard to tackle because I know previously on the show we've made statements against the ABK Activision Blizzard King stuff and Activision is Modern Warfare, so it's hard to like yeah. consume it <laughs> in good conscience, you know? We also wanted to chat about Overwatch League, and that is Blizzard, so it's also difficult to chat about in good conscience. But it's also hard not to, because Modern Warfare 2, the new one that just came out this year in 2022, is probably one of the biggest properties there is. Call of Duty, year on year, is like the highest selling game ever. And I get a little taste of how it's kind of a you know, most common denominator sort of game when I was walking home after buying it and everyone that I interacted with in any small way was like, oh shit, man, the new Call of Duty? Are you playing that? I'm like, I don't know you. <laughs> You're a stranger. <laughs> but it's this thing that links gamers of all ages and levels together. I was curious if you had any thoughts on it or if you've uh, ever played one of these Call of Duty games before. I've dabbled. I'm not... A big, I guess, ugh, I'm not a big first-person shooter kind of gal, but also I like silly ones. So, like, Half-Life 2 Deathmatch was my Call of Duty. <laughs> that was but, your, speak your truth. <laughs> yeah, that was my Call of Duty. But also, I'm, I've always been like, a, ooh, like, that's what everyone plays, I want to play other stuff. Like The Sims, so, not much. No, that's fair, it's kind of funny especially like diving into it right when the game comes out to hear kind of everyone else that's playing because they do a thing where you can hear the enemy team like before the match starts and you can also hear after you've shot someone you can hear the the brief voice clip afterwards of what they have to say so you can often hear people being like very <laughs> abusive to you um but being that i'm playing on like the european servers i've been hearing only French, basically. It's just <laughs> French. And there's just so many people on. It's You can find new matches instantaneously. I guarantee there's like millions and millions of people playing. So it's one of those things that's like, it's hard to avoid. 
You just can't really get away from it. Mm-mm. It's definitely the biggest booth at, like, uh, EGX, too. Like, by far the biggest booth was the Modern Warfare one, which isn't surprising, but is a bit strange, just that that was kind of the only big booth that they had at the whole convention. Um, and they were super popular. Yeah. Like, you know exactly what you're getting, but that line was, like, hours long. It's like, okay. Yeah. But, I mean, that's also the thing, is it's best in class in that shooting gameplay it just feels incredibly satisfying so i get it like i get why people like i'm one of those people right now that's really (laughs) enjoying it you know i get it outside of that we've also been watching a lot of overwatch league i've been dabbling in overwatch too i'm trying to convince jess and everyone else to to dive i'm not anti playing overwatch too i'm just not in the mood to play games that's all it is um but yeah we've been watching overwatch league which has been nice um, our our lads, London Spitfire, were doing quite well this season, which is great. And it's great to see them in grand finals and everything. So, been watching. It's been great. It's been good fun. It's been a big departure from last season. Oh, um, God, yeah. It, well, I mean, it, as in London Spitfire's performance. Yeah, yeah. Um, and just, I mean, they're playing a different game altogether, which is something important to note. But they went... London Spitfire last season was... Second to last place in the league. We won one game the whole season. We were still proud of them. We were still proud, yeah. Like, they were always close, but just didn't have it. But this season, they ended up fifth place overall, which is great. Getting to do playoffs and getting to do tournaments is really good, and it's nice to see them on the up. And then one of our tanks was the role star for tanks, and then we had coach of the year as well, which is well-deserved. Yeah, to take the team from where it was to where they've gotten to. And through all the struggles they've been going through, we have a particularly deep insight into the kind of functioning of that team in particular. We were very ingrained into the, like, pretty official fan group for the team based here in London and had a lot of the kind of inside peek of, like, how that organization functions and how the team works. So it really was impressive how much they had to struggle with and deal with in order to get to the place they are. and how much of a bounce back they've made. And Jess just mentioned, like, they're playing a different game. I'm sure anyone who's been in the know on Overwatch 2 versus Overwatch 1 news, or even if you haven't, there's been a ton of memeing around the fact that it's just the exact same game. But to me, having played a bunch of it and watched a lot of this Overwatch League, the small but significant change they've made is removing a player on each team. So instead of having two damage-dealing players, two healing players, and two tanking kind of protective players. They've removed one tank. So there's that role is just a singular tank on each team has now been really bumped up. But it's the same as if you like took an entire player off of the football field or something. Like You're making a huge difference mm-hmm. just by adjusting those numbers. So it changes the whole play style of everything, and it makes it a lot scrappier. It makes the fights a lot shorter. Yeah. You know, it, it really increases the, the amount of game you're getting in for the same amount of time. And it's something that I've always enjoyed playing tank. So it's one where I would love for, for Jess to be able to, like, one, try some of the new characters they've thrown in, but to kind of feel how those roles are a bit different now. Maybe someday. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? Anything could happen. One of the other things I've been playing, because honestly we haven't been playing a ton, especially together, Jess has been kind of... Just not vibing with uh, with games at the moment. Just don't um, feel like it. I took a 
basically permanent hiatus from Hearthstone. I'm usually looking for something to fill that void. And uh, I've been playing a lot of Marvel Snap, so I'm not going to talk about it at length here, because I'd really love to bring on our co-host of past, who's been quite busy, but uh, Brandon... Getting married. Ooh. Yeah, he's gotten married now. He's he's a grown-up man. One of us. One of us. <laughs> but I would love to bring him on to chat about Marvel Snap, because that is the new endeavor from one of the original creators of Hearthstone, Ben Brode, went off from that team and has kind of pioneered this new experience with all of this Marvel IP that is fascinating in the approach of, like, you and your opponent are playing at the exact same time, and there's aspects of, like, betting and kind of guessing what your opponent's going to do. Like, there's a lot of mind games. There's a ton of fun there and, and a kind of different experience to get through, but... You seem to enjoy it. Yeah, I've talked to you a little bit about, like, how it actually functions and works, and I appreciate that you're just like, that's nice, honey, like... <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a big card game gal. I barely got into Hearthstone. And, yeah. But it looks cool. The The visuals of it are simply fantastic. The way that it uses your phone's kind of... It is, oh yeah, it's a mobile game. And it uses your phone's kind of gyroscope to make these three-dimensional effects and all this shiny stuff. Like, it's really pretty <laughs> to make sure to yeah, yeah. let you know that it's very pretty. Um, but one of the only other things we've been playing together, we had a fun little uh, friend's night, and we broke out the Catan. And every time we break out we Catan, we have to kind of relearn <laughs> the rules. Not me. Oh, she knows. <laughs> but uh, it, it brings out Jess's competitive side. I'm a menace. I'm... <laughs> so competitive. I don't know why, but I have to win. And I usually do. I think we work well as a, not necessarily as a team like that, but when we <laughs> play games like that, because I don't give a shit about being competitive <laughs> or winning. I'm so competitive. So I just, I play for, yeah, like I'm like, everyone should have fun. And you're over there like, I must win, I must crush. No, I will not make a deal with you. <laughs> Absolutely not. And I do play the long game. It's because you play the long game that you basically win every time. Yeah. I know where to invest. <laughs> we have a new game that we've been trying to learn that we've made very little progress on, but it was recommended from other uh, frequent host, uh, Trinity, recommended Wingspan as a bird-themed board game that is like the best game she's ever played. And we, we've given the, like, initial tutorial of the game a shot and still have a lot of progress to make on, like, actually understanding it. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. It's a bit dense, but I really like it because I'm a bird keeper and I'm trying to like birds. You're a bird freak. <laughs> I'm a bird freak. Um, and I really, the art is beautiful. It looks fun. I like all the little things. You've got eggs. You have a little, uh, a dice rolly bit that's like a nest box. It's cute. I want to play it. I just really don't understand yet. I think we're going to turn a corner with it. I mean, we've really only given it one try so far. Yeah. Um, but just like she was saying, of like, the, yeah, it comes with these little wooden eggs. And one of the things you can do is, like, hatch birds. And you get new birds. And you can, like, collect little worms and invertebrates and stuff to feed them and yeah it seems like all these cute little things that all feed together to make a like really cohesive experience but 
until we like get a full grasp of like what you're supposed to be doing i think it's going to be tricky to like really yeah. dive in it is a bit of a setup as well which is when i decide that i regret playing games is when i actually go to set it up and it takes me 10 minutes um and then by the time i set it up i'm like i'm done now but <laughs> i want to i want to want to play it i want to understand have you ever played mousetrap oh god yeah that is a lot of setup. So that was the thing, is I would just set the game up and do the thing and then put it away. <laughs> because it's this big Rube Goldberg kind of board game of, mm. of catching mice and stuff. Yeah. And I would just set it up, have all the stuff go, and be like, that was fun. And then put it all away. I would never, like, play it for real. <laughs> I feel like I would always make my dad set up the games when I was a kid, because he was a big games guy. But... <laughs> Maybe that's the thing I, I have to do is I'll just like you put you in a different room. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> if you put me away <laughs> and then set up the game and then invite me back out and pray. Put me away with a beer and set up the game. And then by the time I finish my beer, I'll be ready. Yeah, you go get drinky and and relax. Have some juice. <laughs> go lay down. <laughs> I'll do the hard work and you can come enjoy the, the fruits of my Passenger labor. princess <laughs> in all aspects of life. Yeah, passenger princess your life, Jess. That's, that's <laughs> the way to do it. I, it's what I do. <laughs> there's a new... Um, I've talked to you about it before, but there's a board game that our neighbor, um, who's also been on the show, uh, Talbot, he has called uh, The Dark Tower. And it's kind of Is this... Is like the book? Or... Is Oh, you know, it might be like Dark Dungeon or something, but not Darkest Dungeon. Um, but it the, the concept is you, like, have a, a table full of people, you each get a roll, and then the stack of cards is different scenarios, and you have to, like, conquer each one in turn. Mm-hmm. And I can tell that you already do <laughs> not like this one bit. Um, but they just came out with a new version called Dark Sector, so it's all sci-fi themed. Okay. And so you have, like, ray guns and aliens that you have to kill and stuff. But just the the fact that, like, each time that you play the game... It's a game like one that Jess and I have talked about before called Tharsis. That you, oh. you essentially know that you're not going to win. But that's the fun of, like, attempting it. Is you're like, maybe this time we'll actually make it to the end. Dark Sector and I think it's Dark Tower or Dark Dungeon are similar to that. Where I don't know if we've ever actually won... But we get close, and you know, you're like, oh, maybe this time we'll make it. The idea that you've compared it to Tharsis and be like, we should play, concerns me. <laughs> because <laughs> the fun of Tharsis is that I just don't give a fuck, and the first thing I do is just cannibalize people. I'm not here to win. I'm here to just mess around and be silly. Maybe that is the fun of Darkest Dungeon or whatever. But- I think that you've just contradicted yourself. You said, I'm not here to win. And yet, oh, shit, that's a point. <laughs> <laughs> and yet you're often so competitive. <laughs> I guess I'm competitive, but in a I want to fuck around way. Like, I do like fucking everyone else over, especially in Catan, where I could just block your roads. Block off all of the docks so you can't do any trade deals. Just not participating in trade deals. I think I'm getting a picture where... I should avoid I should avoid board games where you have to collaborate with others. Yeah, I'm full of hate. Malice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hate. You could say that. Okay. I'm yeah. just a little rascal. There's so many wonderful games that depend on collaboration like 
Gloomhaven is another one that Talbot has that he really wants to dive into. That takes like many months to complete, and you have to like work together many with months. others. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> That's like a good D and D campaign, you know. But you're in for a short time and a rough time, so I'm gonna try to find stuff that works for yeah. that. Yeah, like honestly, best game Uno. <laughs> you have Uno. <laughs> <laughs> you have it. It's there. <laughs> yeah, Uno, because it's short, and I could just fuck with you. Great time. You want to be number one. You want to be number Uno. <laughs> I am Uno. <laughs> Yeah, when you play the game, you're like, I I am become Uno. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me. I'm the Uno now. <laughs> yeah. I am hopeful that we can find more games that you can dive into, because I know that you've expressly put forward that you are not a board game person, but I have hope, because Catan is so appealing to you, that we can find similar stuff that can fill that role. But maybe it is just your Catan girl, and that's all it is. I'm just a Catan girly. <laughs> Anyways, what's next? Was there anything that you wanted to bring up? No, maybe. You gonna try again? <laughs> <laughs> I binged The Watcher on Netflix. I'm gonna be honest, didn't like it. Was um, there was there anything that was that you could pull out that was positive? Um, other people seem to like it. <laughs> I think I. I am very much just like a Catan girly, a mystery kind of true crime girly. And I definitely remember the Watcher stuff actually happening in real life and be like, ooh, this sounds like a fun creepypasta that's happening to people in real life, but nothing ever coming of it. And then it just disappearing into the void. So I was definitely interested once I realized that this is what the actual series was about. I'm like a halfway Ryan Murphy fan. I don't like a lot of his stuff, but I do like some of his stuff. What's what's his, what would people recognize from him? American Horror Story. Glee. He did Dahmer, I'm pretty sure, as well. Scream Queens. Scream Queens. He did lots of stuff. Lots of Fox stuff. <laughs> so I, I like a lot of his stuff. I don't like a lot of his stuff as well. I liked Dahmer. I did not like The Watcher. It was just a weird vibe, I guess. It was very much like this could have just been a season of American Horror Story. Um, Trigger warning, a ferret dies. Sad, sad vibes. (laughs) But yeah, I think like it was interesting and then it just went in a direction. I was like, I am done now. But I kept watching it, obviously, because I have no self-respect. I watched it passively with you and there was a lot of things it was trying to do. I think that I brought this up to you before, that it has a tone problem. And you mentioned to me, like, I think all of Ryan Murphy's properties have a tone problem. Yeah. (laughs) They don't really know what they're trying to hit, whether it's campy or terrifying or funny. It's trying to kind of do all of it, and so it doesn't really do any of it well. I had a good time absolutely roasting the costume design. I did not understand what any of these humans were wearing. I'm I'm here for being positive about stuff, but I just don't understand. The fits weren't there. The fits. <laughs> One of the main characters basically only wears tan um, through the entire series, like head to toe. But just like ugly, because like you can tan. do you can do a monochrome look and it not look like garbage. But it was just like ugly rich people clothes. You're not endeared to the characters. Okay. You kind of want them to die. Except the ferret. 
And unfortunately, the ferret <laughs> is one of the only ones that does die. Actually, there's a lot of animal death in this show. There's a dog that dies at one point. <gasps> no. Don't watch if you're a fan of animals. <laughs> if you like animals, do not watch this series. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think that takeaways to recommend The Watcher to people is like, it is extremely good for if you want to like have a few drinks and kind of roast it. It's also extremely good if you are absolutely terrified by home invasion stuff. Yeah. There, there is home invasion stuff that is existing in it. I don't, I can't speak to like how well that's accomplished, but there's, there's a spooky vibe of home invasion. So if that's your ick, that'll, that'll really get you. Yeah, I would say if you like Ryan Murphy stuff, if you liked American Horror Story, then you'll probably like it. Personally, I didn't, and that's okay. <laughs> there's a lot of things coming up that we're definitely excited to want to talk about. There will be the upcoming new Black Panther film. I know that Jess kind of slept through the first pa- Black I, Panther. I didn't kind of. I slept through the first one. You put it on for me and I went to bed. <laughs> Which is not very respectful, but that's not. it's just who I am. You, yeah, that's, that's who you are. And I'm not here to be a huge like Black Panther, not necessarily like apologist or, or fan <laughs> as far as it being like it hasn't aged super well of people were really, really keen on it when it first came out, and now they're like, oh, I see it as more of, like, an okay film. But I've heard nothing but extreme positivity towards the new one, and I'm excited for the interesting things it could do, because I think that a lot of the new direction of Marvel stuff has been kind of in a positive direction. Whether it's their TV, or even their most recent film stuff has been really goofy and wild and doing fun, exciting things, so I think there's a big chance for this to go in an exciting direction that a lot of their stuff hasn't been in past. We'll probably be going to see the Muppets Christmas Carol sing along. Oh, God, yeah. It's Muppet season, baby. Yeah, when does, when does Muppet Christmas season start? Is it November 1st? Yep. Okay. October is Muppets Haunted Mansion season. November 1st, Muppets Christmas Carol season. And various Muppet Christmas specials. We're a Muppet family. Oh, God, yeah. I don't know what more you want from me. <laughs> I, you're totally fine. And I think that we can have a short one. We can just be brief. Sure. Fuck it. Quickie. <laughs> Quick one. Just to get... We've we've been very bad about having actual... Topics? S- topics and effort. scheduling and effort. So We're tired. We're... I have been losing days. I've had so many days for the past few weeks of being like... I missed my brother's birthday. I missed Halloween. I have completely just fallen off of just any kind of scheduling. So I'm trying to get back to being in in reality. Yep. I wake up on like Wednesday and I'm like, man, I'm excited for Monday. And you're just like, honey, no. It's no. No. (laughs) (laughs) But we're going to have some stuff planned coming up. It is going to be the 100th episode soon. Not sure if we're going to have anything super special for that, but... I'm sure we will. We will try our very best. Extravaganza. I would love to have a big chat about what makes the Silent Hill game. And hopefully, if we can get some more people on, we'll be able to have a big breakdown of Marvel Snap and a lot of upcoming stuff. So I'm excited for what we have on the horizon and hopefully finishing out 2022 with a big old blast, you know? Wahoo. Wahoo. 
Oh, wait. You didn't um, tell people to follow us and shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you would like to reach out to us directly or find us on social media, all of our links and contacts should be in the show notes. And hopefully that's easy enough to navigate and we look forward to hearing from you. But until then, we will see you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.